Hello, everybody, and welcome to Natural Pet Radio on the Pet World Insider Radio Network. I'm your host, Robert Semro, and I am joined by co-host Heidi Nevela, someone who has traveled the planet really living the meaning of natural, organic, someone who knows, well, I won't say all of it, but most of it. Heidi, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm excited to be part of the show. Thank you. Well, we're excited to have you coming on board here. Such important topics. And you know, I think we need to start off with this first episode by talking about what natural really is. Because you know what? I live in Southern California, and folks, I can tell you, Natural does not always mean natural. But Heidi, when it comes to our pets, let's talk about what natural can mean and what it should mean. Okay, sure. Yeah, probably the, the easiest way to describe natural is that it's first produced in nature. And then secondly, that nothing synthetic is added to a finished product. And then we could also look at a better definition that it would be an ingredient that is exclusively from a plant or animal. Yeah, but you know, in the pet industry, it's interesting. Uh, natural can include processed or unprocessed food. It can be exposed to a variety of manufacturing processes. So, so the caveat that is in in the pet industry that if you're a food manufacturer, adding in synthetic vitamins or minerals technically means that the product is no longer natural. Sure, sure. Well, and I know AFCO, who sets the standards, really gives a lot of leeway in what you can do and still keep that natural claim. Share that with our audience. Sure, no, that's true. I mean, you, you, it, it, we've got, you know, we've got the first criteria. It should be dry from, from plant or animal, but it can be exposed to cold, to heat, to fermentation. There's a variety of processes. But, but really what, what we're, as pet parents, probably focusing on is delivering high-quality, bioavailable nutrition and for a person, and, and ultimately that means it's the least process form that we want to give them. Sure. Well, and I think you just made a key point there, bioavailable. Explain that to our pet parents because that really is the key. It doesn't matter that it says something on the label. If our animals cannot assimilate it and get it into their systems to get that functionality out of it, it really doesn't matter, does it? It really doesn't. Um, at least, at least the value is is minimalized. Um, whenever you add in a synthetic derivative, it, it reduces the animal's ability to like break down, metabolize, and actually use it in the body. So, as a pet parent, you're really looking for whole food plant ingredients or marine extracts that are in biological form, and when you give it to your pet, they can metabolize it naturally. No, I like that. Well, hey, I think we spent enough time on what's natural. We'll certainly be spending a lot of more uh, discussions and experts that we'll have on together that will talk about natural. And I think, folks, you're going to see it is interesting to see the different directions that people take. Heidi, you are someone who truly is an expert in the organic world. Let's talk about what organic should mean and maybe, unfortunately, sometimes what it can mean in the pet world. Okay, sure. Um, well, there's a few different types. There's a certified organic, and there's also, it's, it's becoming more common to um, wild organic harvest. So I, I, we can talk right. about both of those. But it also varies between either plant or animal ingredients. So, so when you're talking about plant ingredients, at least 95% or almost the entire ingredient 
that goes into the finished product has to be organically grown and cultivated, uh, can't have any synthetic pesticides or, or artificial fertilizers. Um, and then also the soil and the plants are, are assessed by a third party for insecticides, herbicides, GMOs. Um, they, the, the soil and plant has to be free of all of those things for a period of years. And also they can't be exposed to fumigation or, or radiation. So this, it's a really huge distinction between organic and non-organic products in terms of manufacturing. Um, and then if it's animals, they just they have to uh, be raised on organic feed. They can't um, they they can't have been fed antibiotics or homo- hormones, and and they have to be free range or, or have access to outdoors. And and then the last category is wild, wild organic, which uh, it just basically means they may follow all the criteria of organic manufacturing harvesting, but they don't have the certification. Right, and I think that's an important distinction because you know we we just finished talking about natural. There's really not a certification for that. But when it comes to organic, there is a process. There are entities set up to provide that. Let's talk about that because that is not an easy process. And it actually <laughs> no, is not. important and should make, really, as a, as a pet parent, it should make me feel much more comfortable when I see those certifications. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Um, for one thing, it's it's a fairly exhaustive process for the manufacturer that goes through it. And they are bringing third-party inspectors into the entire process. So that means how you cultivate, how you harvest, how you manufacture, all of your ingredients, they're all um, put through a variety of tests. Um, your lab is validated for criteria. And then also all of your production processes are, are how you manufacture. That's also assessed and validated. So uh, you know, from a, a customer perspective, I think the USDA certification is probably one of the more important and identifiable certifiers in determining you know, safety and nutrition for your pet. Because in the absence of it, you know, the transparency is really up to the manufacturer to de- to declare. Right, and you know, let's let's be realistic, folks. In the end, it actually comes down to us as pet parents to do the research, to get in and figure out what it is that we're providing to our beloved pets so that we know we're doing the best that we can. Heidi, I I mean, this stuff's so important. Why is it so hard for us to get this information? Well, it's, it's not mandatory to declare yet. Um, and and so, it you know, and, and the industry is in the process of really assessing that and making determinations. And there are, there's a lot of um, new important, I would say laws, but forces in place that are coming up this year that will um, probably, maybe let's put it this way, demand more compliance from food manufacturers. So then pet parents have better access to better information and, and the whole process becomes uh, clearer, more transparent. Well, and you know what? I just got an email from a good friend who asked me this question. Is there a difference and what is it between natural and organic? And can one be organic and not natural or vice versa? I know the answer, <laughs> but let's let's share it with the audience because it can be confusing with all the marketing that's going on these days. It, you know, it can be, too, because um, even if a product is certified organic, what you would ideally like to be able to have access to as a pet parent is if they're using natural pesticides, are they 
not toxic because in nature it can happen. So, you know, it, the it, it's something hopefully more manufacturers will be declaring and it'll be easier for pet parents to not be so lost in information and have to spend so much time second-guessing their decisions because they're taking the best care of the pets they can. Well, Heidi, I really appreciate you taking the time because you know what? That is not easy to break down, folks, and Heidi just did that in just a few minutes. I know a lot of you out there are doing the best that you can, and hopefully one of the things that we're going to do with this show is really start to highlight the natural paths that you can take so that you feel more comfortable. You know, it, it is not as easy as it should be, but the good news is there are a lot of great natural, organic healthy products out there and there's important things to know because you know what just because it says healthy or because your friend said oh I read that this is healthy that's not always true and there's a lot of debate out there so we're going to be bringing on a lot of folks who will share that information and we're fortunate to have Heidi with us who can kind of sift through and, and break it down and explain it like that and keep it simple for all of us Heidi I am looking forward to more wonderful shows from you on these topics and you know we didn't even get into some of the wheelhouses that you have but uh, i know you're constantly traveling the world so thank you for doing this i know everybody here at pet world media group and pet world insider we're excited to have this natural pet radio show come aboard so thank you thank you i'm thrilled too thanks so much Folks, check back next week as we'll debut a new natural pet radio show with more important topics in keeping you all natural. Are you a pet parent looking for a book that can teach you about dog nutrition, training, or other dog essentials? If so, look to Dogwise Publishing. Since 2001, they've been committed to publishing books by dog experts that improve upon the information available, emphasize humane training methods, share cutting-edge science, and proven solutions to make living with a dog more fun and enjoyable. Visit dogwisepublishing.com for more information on their extensive expert dog book releases and diverse dog book offerings. Again, that's dogwisepublishing.com. Slimdoggy.com is the place to go to read about all things related to canine fitness, nutrition, and health. Be sure to download the Slim Doggy app in the App Store as well. With information on over 2,000 dog foods, it tells you how many calories your dog is burning and how much you should feed them to keep them healthy. Visit SlimDoggy.com for more information. Imagine me, a dog, moving in with a human. I didn't know how it would work. Turns out, my human's pretty entertaining. For instance, every time I give my human his ball, he throws it as far as he can. And I'm like, dude, that's your ball. So I go get it but he just throws it. Again. I gotta say, though, the more he does it, the funnier it is. I love my human. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the shelterpetproject.org.